Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday, you could get. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray. That's Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. Oh, we got NFL, we got college football. We got Happy New Year, those celebrating Rosh Hashanah. We have autumn. The leaves are falling, not everywhere. But in terms of falling, Ray, before we get to that Rams 49ers surprising classic, we have this report about Aaron Hernandez and, you know, he is what he is. I think the most fascinating part about it leads to the question, is the NFL in danger of CTE being the end of its future or its future downfall because someone that only played, and I guess his life ended at 27. So he only played to 25. His brain was of a 67 year old man. And to me, it's sending shockwaves through the league and players today. As I saw of Teddy Bruschi this morning on television, that is alarming, Ray. What do you think? I think the NFL has a real problem. The sport is a violent sport, and the players are bigger, better, faster, and much stronger, as EPMD used to say. Yes. Which means that the same hits are being done at a faster speed by bigger people, and that means there's just being more brain damage to the players. And if you start playing at an early age, you know, 8, 10, 12, and you sustain this contact, by the time you're 30, 40, right? We had Wesley Walker on our show. He said yeah. the NFL isn't protecting its players, and if I had to do it all over again, despite all the riches, despite all the fame, I, would, I wouldn't I would do it, and I would tell my family not to play football again. Now, he's not everybody, and not everybody thinks the way he does, but that's crazy for a two-time pro bowler to say that. So, yes, the NFL has a problem, and I don't know what the solution is. I know some of those Ivy League schools like Dartmouth and some other ones were practicing with just tackling dummies. So maybe you cut down on the contact in practice. I don't know what the answer is, but I know there's a problem. There's definitely a problem. A lot of kids, think about a lot of kids, and and your father, four boys, a lot of kids are being told by their parents, Above a certain age, you can't play football. You can't play tackle football. So think about all those athletes. The other sports need to jump on it, right? Basketball, well, soccer baseball. needs to, Ray. And I was talking to a parent soccer. about that yesterday because our son is in club soccer. But the problem that America still has that people don't like to talk about, soccer, tennis, and hockey have always been more of an affluent game. The prices are so high for these club leagues and different things and equipment that – more of the poor kids or inner city kids, mainly African Americans that are in the NFL. But it, soccer shouldn't be. You just need a ball and a you know, a field and a ball. Right, but no no, but I'm saying to, to excel on. and get good, 
Do you know? I mean, she was telling me the prices of these travel leagues, Ray, insane. So it's got to it's, it's got to change because imagine if Steph Curry and Chris Paul were not point guards in the NBA and they were on our Olympic soccer team, much more talent and athleticism. We would be the best in the world in soccer. We're not for a reason. So, but let's get to the Rams and Niners and hopefully better equipment for the, for the helmets. Technology needs to catch up too for the NFL players, but Todd Gurley Goff, Aaron Donald, and Sammy Watkins. Is this the new future of, like, stars in L.A., Ray? Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves because it was against the San Francisco 49ers (laughs) who had the worst defense last year. So I will say, though, it is encouraging to see them. Look, I I, I look at – Jared Goff, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy is not out of high school. Like, take the reins off of this guy. You know, they keep giving him three-yard passes, five-yard passes. Like, throw the ball downfield already. I mean, this guy is a professional. He came from a big-time offense at Cal. He should be able to open it up a little bit. And he finally did in the second half, and it was also nice to see him get in sync with Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. So it's encouraging. I don't think it's for real, meaning their start. I don't believe they're going to be a, a you know a fourteen and two team. Uh, they do play in that very tough NFC West, even though your Arizona Cardinals are sputtering a little bit. Um, the bottom line is that it's nice to see young talent developing, and even Sammy Watkins is not old. He was a number two pick no. what four years ago, five years ago. I think this, like, the 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 sign is, Ray, with the new young coach, McVay, I think they're headed finally in the right direction so that when they get into that stadium, they could potentially really be a playoff team. You know, they, that, that's, you know that's where they're headed. So let's head to two teams that are battling and really uh, were playoff teams last year. You got the Falcons at the Lions, Ray. Um, Falcons favored by two and a half. I'm going to say this. I think this is a statement game for the Lions. If we, if people in the league want to take them serious and both 2-0 teams, they've got to find a way to win this game, even if it's by one point. And I think they're going to keep it close. But I think the Falcons' defense is excelling, and they're playing on turf again. It's not like they're on the road on grass. They're on the road in a dome. So I'm going to take the Falcons actually 26-24, and I think Julio eats up that secondary. We saw Sanu go off, but I think this is Julio's game and a little bit of Telvin Telvin Coleman for the uh, fantasy football stud. 26-24 Falcons, what you got? So the Falcons look to me like a team that is already high on themselves. In a good way, meaning they're confident. They know they can beat just about anybody. They probably should have won the Super Bowl. (laughs) So the games that they need to win and the need to get up for, I think they will. And the Lions are one of those up-and-comers and and kind of around 500 teams. So I have a feeling that Atlanta, what they showed against Chicago, 
might happen once or twice against some sub-500 teams, but it won't happen against the Detroit. And I think they're actually going to put it to Detroit. Mm. When they want to, Atlanta could really be, you know, top three defense, top three offense. And the defense you know travels. The offense seems to be pretty good, especially indoors in domes. So I think that ultimately Detroit is going to have a hard time catching up with them. I think I think they'll just be playing from behind the whole game, and Detroit's going to have to throw the ball more than they like. Um, a couple or last week, I guess they really liked the fact that Matt Ryan looked so professional throwing for only 160 yards. Uh, because he was able to get Abdullah and Riddick the ball, and, and the Giants played actually very well on defense, and, and they shut him down. I think Atlanta's going to do something yeah, similar. Yeah, Stafford, yeah. So, I like what's Atlanta. What's the score? 31-20. Okay. The Bucks and the Vikings. Um, look, we've only seen the Bucks and Dolphins once. I think, though, I think Jameis is kind of turning a corner. His Vikings defense is not as scary as it seemed to look last year and if Bradford is starting which I haven't heard maybe he is but no he's out he's, he's out, out. So. Yep. and you got to watch even if he did start the knee would be shaky uh this one is to me Tampa all day every day I do think they can put up some points Minnesota but don't sleep Tampa defense Quan Alexander Levante David McCoy Brent Grimes and, and Vernon Hargrave, they, they got talent, right? Um, I think Tampa goes on the road and uh, wins 26-17. And I think Deshaun Jackson gets some deep balls. Xavier Rose will be all up on Mike Evans. And then Deshaun Jackson is going to sneak deep and get you a touchdown, five catches, like, you know, 90 yards. So that's my – him and Winston are my studs, 26-17. I think that the Minnesota Vikings without Sam Bradford are in for a world of hurt. Um, Dalvin Cook, I think, will turn out to be a very good, maybe special back in the league if he can stay healthy, but not when they put eight in the box on him. Stephon Diggs stretches your defense, but if you don't have any respect for their passing game, then you're just going to bring the heat. And I think that the Tampa Bay Bucks are not the best pass rushing team. They're not the best defense. They're actually solid, you know, in the, in the front seven. But I think it's enough. It's enough to hold them in check, and Tampa's going to run away with this game. So similar to the Atlanta game, I think Tampa just takes their game on the road. Again, it's not a, it's not a, a, a tough road stadium now, especially it's outdoors. It's that new stadium. Tampa goes up there and wins. I think fairly easily. I'll say 33-23. My fantasy stud, Mike Evans, despite Xavier Rhodes, despite the defense, I think he catches two touchdowns and has close to 100 yards. Pats in favor by 13 and a half at home against the Texans. Playoff rematch. Reality is the Texans' defense needs to wake up, and I think playing in New England again, is exactly what they need to wake up. Not enough to win because the Patriots are banged up, but they still at home, they just, you know, if it's James White for 10 catches, whatever it's got to be, Gillis, you know, whatever's got to happen. Hogan, I think, will shine. Um, Gronk should be a go. 
but it's going to be close. They're not covering that spread. And I'm going to say that the Patriots wind up winning this one 27-20 over the Texans, but Deshaun Watson and J.J. and Jadavion walk off this field with a little bit of confidence saying, you know what, we're not far from these guys. We're not far. But the Patriots win, 27-20. I agree with everything. I just think the score will be a little bit more. I don't know that the Patriots can score more than 27 or 30. Uh, This is a good Houston defense, very good at times, but I don't think Houston can score 20 on them. So I'll say 28-17. The Giants have the Eagles. This is an easy, you know, coin toss. It's the NFC East, their rivals. Records really don't matter, but what matters are Graham and Cox and these guys coming off the edge and nobody body snatched Eric Flowers and put, you know, <laughs> somebody else in there. You know, you, you're not having what a whole disappointment. Top, top traffic. And he just very he sad. terrible. And I got to say, I just think Wentz and that offense, they're just going to start to improve each week and don't even, they haven't even got blunt and Smallwood going the way they potentially will. Uh, Giants defense is good, but not as good as we thought. And, you know, Janoris Jenkins has been banged up, so that really hurts them. I Giants go 0-3. The Eagles win this game, Ray. I'm not saying they cover the spread, but I think they win this game 24-20 in an NFC slugfest, and it's Wentz to Alshon Jeffrey. Touchdown, fantasy points. You know what I'll say? I'll say that the Giants go in there in a surprise, and they'll do it by keeping it close and by going and scoring a fourth-quarter touchdown. The Giants, to me, are a desperate team. They don't want to go 0-3. Philly probably thinks the Giants are down and has their way with them. But you're right. Philly isn't clicking on offense yet. They're probably going to look much better in two, three weeks. But I think a desperate Giant team – Odell Beckham makes a lot of plays. I think he goes 10 for 130 in a couple of touchdowns. Giants win in a low-scoring game, 21-17. Seahawks at Tennessee, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Both these teams are one-and-one. Titans look better. Seahawks have got to figure some things out, and they're trying to see if it's Chris Carson in the running game. Their defense is traveling, but you know what? Tennessee is actually a little bit more explosive and I don't know. And I think their defense is good enough. I think the Titans, they take care of the Seahawks in a close one. And I'm going to give the victory 17-13. Titans win at home. And uh, Delaney Walker gets it done fantasy-wise. Seattle has to reinvent themselves. What are they on offense? We know what they are on defense. Uh, I think Tennessee is kind of hasn't quite hit their stride yet, especially offensively. I think they're better than you think defensively. But Seattle, to me, knows how to stay afloat, and they know that they can really run away with this NFC West if they get their act together. I mean, I'm assuming the Rams are not going to be there in November and December. So Seattle wins the game, close game, I'll say 21-20. Last-minute field goal. Uh, I guess 21, you can't get a last-minute field goal. Last-minute touchdown. Seattle wins the game. Hmm. Sunday My night. Fantasy, oh, I'll give a fantasy okay. to Russell Wilson. He'll give you 200 passing and okay. uh, 80 or 90 running. Russell Couple wakes touchdowns. up. I like that. 
Listen, it's the Raiders against the Redskins. Remember this Super Bowl with Marcus Allen? I think the Skins are ready to give us a good game. The Raiders don't have the best defense. I think with Rob Kelly being banged up, Thompson and P. Ryan are going to start to wake up, especially P. Ryan, who just needed the opportunity. And he might be able to eat a little bit against this Raiders defense. But in a shootout between Carr and Cook, I'm going to go with the Maserati because he's got Crabtree and Cooper and Beast Mode will get in the end zone. I'm going to go 30-26. They cover the spread. I'll take the Raiders. And this time, Cooper eats instead of Crabtree eating. Cooper gives you about 97 grabs and a touchdown. So I'm waiting to see if this Raiders team is for real. What I do know is that the Redskins are so up and down, right? At times they look good, at times they don't. You can see why they don't want to commit the big long-term dollars, even though they've been paying cash money to him (laughs) for a long time to their quarterback. Um, Is Kirk Cousins for real? Is he not? You know, to be answered later. But ultimately, this game will be competitive but you're right. I think if David Carr has the ball last, I think he's the man. Derek. Derek Carr. Oh, I keep doing yeah, that. If Derek poor Carr David. has the ball last, I think I think the Raiders will win the game. I think they win a pretty high-scoring game. I'll say 30-27. to 27. I like Derek Carr because he can spread the ball out. So throw a little bit to Crabtree, a little bit to Amari Cooper, a little bit to the tight end. Maybe they'll get some, uh, some action out of the backfield. Maybe your boy – Marshawn will score a rushing touchdown. So I think he'll spread it out. So when, when, when you think that's the case, give it to the quarterback. we got two games on Saturday that really stand out. And i got to tell you, Fitzgerald looked great from Mississippi State smoking LSU last week. He's got seven TDs on the season. But as we saw that Georgia defense against Notre Dame two weeks ago, Ray, they were legit. And I think Mississippi State is going to be in this game but at the end of the day, Fromm will be good enough, and I think the Chubster, you know, Mr. Chubb, is going to step up and ice this game. I'm going to say 31-27, them Georgia Bulldogs hold on and get it done. You know what? I'm going to go the other way around. I'm going to say that Mississippi State goes into Athens wow. and takes care of business. So yes, they're, they're, they're that team this year. And I think so. Fitzgerald to Mixon, that's your new combo. You know, this team was a top five team a couple years ago. They're, break, you know, pounding on the door, pounding on the door. I think Georgia is not as great as it has been in the past. I don't think they'll end the season at 11. So look for Mississippi State to pull the – it's not that big of an upset, but, but an excellent road win. No, that's fair. I mean, it's 17 against 11. Then TCU with our boy, what, what is it, Kenny, Kenny Trill Hill, <laughs> who uh, transferred from uh, A&M. Um, TCU stud uh, going up against Mr. Mason Rudolph, who's looking to be a top five quarterback in the draft, um, looking to be in the Heisman and looking to be in the college football playoff. And I think this is a nice marquee game with his 11 touchdowns and one interception where Gary Marshall's defense will keep it tough and tight. TCU can run a game, but I don't know if Kenny Hill is really ready to sort of lead them to victory. You know, 
up in Stillwater like that. So at the end of the day, this arcade offense that we see is just it's, it's so it's so ridiculous. You know, from Washington, like all these kids, the receivers, like these guys are explosive. And Rudolph, he'll give you, you know, like three twenty-five, three touchdowns. I'm gonna say Oklahoma State wins this game. 38-24, Oak State gets it done, keeps their hopes alive for a college wow. football Wow, that's exactly the spread, you know. It's a 13-and-a-half-point spread, and TCU is the number 16-ranked team in the country. So when the top 25-ranked team in the country is a 14-point underdog, that means that uh, the other team's pretty good, and Oklahoma State is just that. I think they're going to go undefeated and the only the only matchup they have to worry about is Oklahoma. So I think Oklahoma State takes care of business. Mason Rudolph makes his stand for the Heisman. I think he puts up 400, and they just take care of business. I think they cover the spread. I'll, I'll, I'll say 44-27 Oklahoma State at home at the T-Boom Pickens Arena. I got to tell you, that would be a fun place to go see a game. Go, you know, real quick before we bounce, can UCLA upset Stanford? Does Rosen have that in him in Palo Alto? Yes, absolutely. I think Stanford is overrated. I hate to say it, David Shaw, friend to the show. They're not explosive enough on either side of the ball. Memphis put them on UCLA, right? Memphis took them to the shed. They did. And you know what? This this UCLA team is another enigma, right? That They can play in a shootout. They can look impressive at times. And then at times you're like, really? They're, they're not that good. They let Memphis put it on. So I got to tell you, I, I do think that it's, UCLA can go up to Palo Alto and take care of, take care of the Stanford team. I think you're but right. But they won't. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. But I, I think Stanford will find a way to win, but I think Michigan State upsets Notre Dame, and Brian Kelly is going to be fired at the end of the season. This will seal his fate. If if Notre Dame doesn't win eight games, I think he gets fired. So even if he wins eight or nine, he might still get fired. Do you realize, I think he's been there for like eight years. I still see him at Cincinnati, but he's been no, there for he's been there for a minute. Remember that yeah, he's got a big buyout number, but you know what? The boosters will come up with it. They want to win more than they care about the the five, ten, twelve million dollars. He's had buyout a rough time there, and 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 even last two weeks ago, the way he you know got into the female reporter, it was just unnecessary. And in Notre Dame, their standards, and you have to have class, and he's shown to not have much class, right? Well, he probably probably 90% chance he will not be the coach next year. Yeah. Well, look, have a great football weekend. Don't forget, 9.30 Eastern, the Ravens and the Jaguars on Yahoo. If for nothing else, fix your (laughs) fantasy rosters. Yes, yes. You know, (laughs) get your uh, Alan Hearns or Flacco or both defenses or my boy Jeremy Macklin, you know, so – Anyway, have a a good fantasy football weekend and a good football weekend and enjoy autumn, you know, enjoy it. So we'll see you on weather. (laughs) Peace.